maybe I don't know. So you haven't. So what you're telling me though is like you haven't been introducing yourself to new people. Uh, I've made an in, uh, in approach, uh, not a direct. Gotcha. gotcha. Like uh, hey, uh, you've uh, you're reading uh, uh, a book, and uh, I was interested by this book, and uh, that's, uh, so, that's you, so, it. so you lied to her, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. lie. That's good. Start your relationship off. Start your interaction off with a lie. That's a good one. Oh yeah, that book you're reading looks great. Uh, wish you could get on that. Right. So mm. that's good. That's good. Well, you know, that's it's still you know superior to not saying hi to her. I suppose. Yeah. When when do you turn twenty? Are you twenty yet? Uh, I I am eighteen. You're eighteen. I thought you were nineteen. Uh, no, I'm 18. When do you turn 19? Uh, July. July. Look at that. You got, uh, there you go. 18 and a half. You know, you're, you're, you've been making, uh, an approach here and there. It's okay. It's pretty good, dude. I, I didn't make an approach. I didn't make an approach to like a, like a legitimate approach until, uh, I was 25 and a half. So, you know, you got a good, you, you, you got you yes. start approaches uh, at uh, 20, 25. Dude, I'm almost 32. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. I was living in Australia, and I had girlfriends. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I had girlfriends at university. I was needy as fuck, though. Like, looking back at the time, like, I was in a very one-itis mentality where, you know, you, you're with one girl who shows you a little bit of affection and you get very tied in emotionally to the whole process uh, in an unhealthy way, which I just think is typical for people. But, you know, I had girlfriends uh, through university and stuff and when I was in medical school. and But when I first started approaching the way I discussed in my blog, I was nearing 26, truthfully. So my old Italian housemate, he had moved in when I was 25 and a half. Or, well, I guess, yeah, we both entered that house. Uh, I was 25 and a half, and um, it, it really took off from when I was 26. I don't necessarily, I mean, there's pros and cons to both life trajectories. Like, on the one, there's one facet. On the one hand, you know, I could look at it and say, oh, you know, I wish I had that mentality a lot earlier. Like, oh, you know, I would have... It would have been great to have been 18 and a half like you and have had that guidance and insight early. It's, it's true. I absolutely, uh, you know, feel that way on one hand. But on the other, you know, having those years where I was very much entrenched slash embedded in a needy, well, quote unquote, blue pill, but in a very um, typical diffident like non-confident mentality that's so pervasive um having been so entrenched in that needy mentality for so long gives me insight into a lot of people who might benefit from my content like i've been there i can relate right it's sort of like you know mm -hmm. you go from like rags to riches or something i don't mean to use that extreme example but it's like that person can relate to people across the spectrum of income as opposed to always having been wealthy. It's like, I can relate to guys who are, you know, apprehensive to meet new women or who might be in a relationship 
committed, but secretly, if they could be promiscuous, they would be. That's That was my situation. I was always in a quote-unquote committed relationship with girls at different times. But, like, I would always want to have hooked up with other girls. I just couldn't or, like, didn't know how. That's pretty much what it was, right? But I can relate. So I think having that seven-year period from, like, 18 to 25 or you could say eight-year period, but I think having that to reflect on uh, allows me to better connect with my readers in addition. Not saying my readers must be that way, but I can put myself in that mindset. Again, I've been there. So um, in your situation, you just have to introduce yourself to lots of people over time. It's basically impossible to telegraph the knowledge of how you become more confident. Like it's impossible to communicate and really appreciate the, the mindset that occurs in time. So the only way to uh, have that process occur for oneself is to just have faith in the approach process and be patient. And part of me doesn't like giving that answer. Part of me wants to, because I, I hear this all the time. Like people ask me, like, how can I like become better with like this, or you know, how can I become better with my approaches, or how can I become less needy, or how can I get over this girl, or how can I uh, not change my behavior for girls? I get so many different questions, and it the answer is so simple that you just need to approach more because the confidence you gain from approaching more will create a natural trickle-down effect on the rest of your behavior. Everything will trickle down. Like, if you if we just didn't talk for two years and you approached five girls a day for two years, I'm just throwing a, hype, a random hypothetical out there. It doesn't have to be two years, but I'm just saying. In two years' time, we would talk, and you would just have a lot of your quote-unquote issues from childhood erased, and, you know, you get over your insecurities regarding X, Y, and Z. And you learn a lot about behavioral change and it, it, the approach process takes care of itself. It's like if somebody wants to, uh, they say, Hey, I want to like lose fat on my arms or I want to get like, you know, a six pack or something. How do I do it? It's like, well, just fucking run. Right. You just got to run take and like the natural effects in your health will take care of itself it's like you'll lose weight everywhere in your body right if you eat healthy and just exercise like you'll everything will improve so it's a, there's a trickle down effect to the approach process and so for you rather than like me trying to put in all this crazy effort and be like hey man like this is how you have to think like it's impossible to do that it's impossible for me to tell you how to think uh, it's impossible for me to just say, like, um, this is the headspace I'm in, and you should be this way. So for you, I think it's not caring about other people's opinions. That's the advice that I really wish I had received a lot more of when I was younger is just really someone hammering that into me, like st stop giving a fuck about other people's opinions. Right? Like I didn't have that guidance. Mm -hmm. 
we all give a fuck about people's opinions when we're growing up. We all do. And that gradually decreases and decreases. But I think the way to really erase that, the way to really and truly not care about anyone else's opinions more than you care about your opinion of yourself, to be unequivocally in that mindset with no bullshit, it comes down to repeatedly overcoming adversity. So this is what I've realized this past year. This is what I've articulated. Maybe on a subconscious level, I've learned it a while back through all my thousands of approaches and stuff. But now that I'm finally, my process is articulating this through my writing and, you know, through conversations like this, but the way to really not care about people's opinions is to experience and overcome repeated adversity and rejections that you occur day in and day out through approaching girls is a form of adversity. So for example, when you said hi to this girl and she was reading a book and you were like, Oh, this book looks interesting. Ha ha. You know, as opposed to just saying to her, Hey, I'm Alex. I thought you were attractive and want to say hi. Hey, I'm Alex. I thought you were cute and want to say hi. Hey, I'm Alex. I thought you seemed interesting. I want to say hi. Right. As opposed to just introducing yourself, telling her directly, you didn't do that because part of you is fearful of getting rejected or of her opinion or and now when you do that thousands of times it sort of immunizes you from not just caring about people's opinions in a dating realm like it doesn't just immunize you from saying hi to girls and getting rejected in that sense in isolation but it also immunizes you from people's judgments and opinions in your general life now you don't give a fuck about what your mom thinks that you want to go uh, play the guitar in Bulgaria as opposed to being a lawyer in Paris. Like now you don't give a fuck about starting some socially contentious blog that will lose you potentially half the friends you made during childhood. You know, suddenly you don't care about your uncle's opinion on this or that. Like in general life to really not care about other people's opinions and to live a life true to yourself, you can achieve that you can arbitrage that confidence from the dating process. That's the coolest thing. So for you, rather than being like, hey, man, like this is how you should think. or it's, it's sort of impossible for me to telegraph the mindset I hold. And I don't mean to say that like I'm on this fucking pedestal or something. I really don't mean to come off douchey or anything. It's just when I'm, I'm going on 32 and I've been approaching I've, for since I was 25 and a half, as I said. And I've taken the 15,000 rejections. I don't know how many. All right, I don't, I don't count. I could sit in a cubicle for an hour and try to do the math and all that and come up with a, an approximation. Like, but, um, you know, I can reflect and see that the only way to really not care about other people's opinions is to incur repeated rejection. It's not about getting positive results. That's like the most crazy realization is like people want to increase their confidence and they think that that's tied to getting outcomes. They think it's tied to like, Hey, if I meet girls and like have sex and get all this validation, like I'll be more confident. And that's actually a very dangerous loop to be in. It's a very dangerous loop to be in because as soon as you get a paucity 
as soon as you get a deficiency or a window period where you don't have that validation, you start ruminating and feeling like there's a problem with you or you get rejections and you're, you're trying to avoid rejections. When you're pursuing that outcome, when your goal is the outcome, when your source of confidence is this supposed positive outcome, a sexual conversion, then the rejections are what you attempt to avoid. And I'm the opposite. I embrace the rejection, not because it sounds cool or I'm trying to be special, but because I can unequivocally see that true confidence comes from overcoming repeated adversity. It's not from the positive outcomes of sexual conversion or however you want to define it. So when you're told no, when someone says fuck you like over and over and over again, like when you overcome these adversities, nothing really is fear is fear inducing to you. You know, you're not fearful. Um, and as I said, it translates over into general life. Like I graduated med school, had good board scores and jettisoned that career path, moved to East Asia here, live in this tiny apartment, enjoying life. This is what I want at this moment. Okay. I can talk about myself, but I mean, uh, there's a certain level of confidence that goes into not caring about other people's judgments and opinions. And I never overanalyzed it, but looking back, I don't need a lot of money because I'm not trying to buy things to impress other people. And I say that from a complete no bullshit perspective. Like you, you can't fake that. You can't fake that. People can say, oh, I don't care about other people's opinions, but yet they are afraid to just make $100,000 less per year doing something they enjoy because they need more money to have more material items so that they can show other people that they've made it. So I don't need that. So that's sort of become the big theme of mine. That's like this year, like I'd say through 2018 and now that we're in 2019, um, this theme that's sort of come to the surface now transcends dating itself in that how can confidence accrued through dating improve your life unrelated to dating? And that's probably my aim for you. It's like when I chat with you like this, my aim isn't like, hey, man, like, let me just like help you be great with women. Like, of course, I want you to have a good dating life. You know, congrats. Like, I want you. Sure. Sleep with girls, you know, have a good dating life. Learn how to overcome rejection through dating. Like, I want you to have a good dating life. Great. But beyond just that, beyond just like, you know, me pounding you on the shoulder and being a bro or whatever, um, the transcendent element is how does it translate over into your general life where by the time you're 28, 10 years from now, you aren't working some bullshit job that you hate be just because it makes good money so that you can have a car and a house to look good to other people. Like, I just want to see that you're in a confident mindset so that you can live a life true to yourself, pursue happiness, pursue things meaningful to you. And I can see that the confidence accrued to be able to achieve that life trajectory for yourself, one mechanism to get there is arbitraging it from the dating process. If I can get you into a mindset of embracing rejection through dating, 
that will carry over into everyday life. You'll embrace setbacks in everyday life. You'll see adversities in everyday life as uh, a, a positive because you'll see that they reinforce your confident mindset. So I think that's really what I'm, what I'm after as far as how can I provide value to people now? Because when I created the blog, right, in, in late 2017, like I had a lot of, uh, I had, I sort of just wrote a lot about dating all at once. That's what I did, right? So I created the blog in late 2017 and I just wrote a, a ton about dating. And that, I just got that off my chest. And the evolution through 2018 um, has now been about how that translates over into non-dating life. So, I mean, that's my journey and I'm just documenting that. And hopefully I can provide value to you, provide value to people uh, with respect to that process. So, yeah, because if I could, as I said, if I could help you be in a positive mindset when you're 28, so that not only do you have a good dating life, but that you're happy because you're pursuing things meaningful to you and that you don't care about other people's opinions above what you think of yourself. That's the ideal situation, right? It's not just you dating, period, and getting sex. Like, it's, um, there's a lot more to it than that. So, I didn't have that guidance. I didn't, I didn't have any guidance at any point until I was 25 and a half in my Italian house when I moved in. I didn't have any input. Yeah. Get me diamonds, I'm colder than my